Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the More Authenticity Podcast with Evelyn Edwards. I'm your host, Evelyn Edwards, and I hope everybody had such a great Valentine's Day. Whether you had a boo or not, I hope that you feel loved and you got yourself flowers or chocolates or you just spent the day doing what you wanted to do. I definitely was useless on Valentine's Day. I went back home from Greensboro. I was there for the weekend uh, watching the Super Bowl, that type of thing, and which I want to get into that after my little Valentine's Day story. But I couldn't do my homework for the life of me. It took me literally four hours to do one chapter of notes, and that for me is just, it's not like me. So I'm, I was getting concerned. I was like, what is going on with my focus? Why can't I do that? And it just kind of pushed everything back for the week. Like, if I don't get these specific things done, I'm going to be more stressed tomorrow, that type of deal. But I just didn't care. I was just like, you know what? Whatever. I literally couldn't do it. So, I was told by my boyfriend to be ready by 8 for something. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, we'll FaceTime or whatever. That's just what I thought. And I was like, okay. Like, do I need to go get something? Like, are we having dinner? Like, what? And he was like, you'll see. You'll see. And I was like, okay, like, if I'm going to go out, I want to go out now and get something because I literally have no gas. So I wouldn't be able to go out later and blah, blah, blah. So I was just, I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to wait till eight, whatever. So 745 comes around. I'm just kind of waiting. I was still in a funk, like kind of upset that I didn't really get what I needed to get done that day. And so I was just kind of enjoying my time on heyday. I was taking care of my farm, you know, all this stuff. And I guess I was on there for a long time because, and I didn't have my phone next to me because Dylan was calling me and texting me so many times saying like, there's a Grubhub package at your door, like go get it. And he was like, your dessert's getting cold. And like, and I'm like, isn't dessert already cold? I don't know. I mean, I didn't know what dessert it was, obviously. But, and I didn't know any of this till after the fact. But anyways, poor Dylan got here at like 7.50. He drove all the way from Lenore, which is about almost three hour drive. And he got off at like five and was trying to make it by eight, which he did. And he was outside my door at 7.53. And then he was texting so you know at 7 45 I kind of put my phone down I was like okay at 15 minutes I'm just gonna kind of chill wait and then he was like at my door at 7 53 and texting calling didn't get to my phone eight o'clock comes around 804 comes around he's still outside and it's freezing outside I felt so bad and so then he's taking videos he showed me all of them later and he was like i'm literally getting <laughs> i'm so mad like what are you doing like it was funny and he was like you better answer this door woman what are you doing and so then he was like all right i'm just knocking now whatever you got you lost your chance and so he started knocking carly grace my roommate opened up the door and she was like is she not here <laughs> and he was like yeah, no, I've been literally standing out there for 15 minutes now. I'll be right back. And he like comes upstairs. And I remember si- I'm sitting at my desk with my iPad. And I 
I turn around and I hear the door slowly open and I see his like flannel jacket that he always wears. And I look at him. I was so shocked because I was like, I was just literally blown away. I couldn't comprehend that he literally drove three hours here. I look at him, I go, what are you doing here? Like, not even like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. Nothing. I I literally straight up look at him and be like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, I was so confused. And he was like, what the heck are you doing? Are you playing Heyday? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, I told you to be ready by eight. And I was like, what time is it? (laughs) It was like 8.05. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I mean, after that, I was really happy, but it took me a while for him, like, like literally touch it and be like, wait, you're, you're in my room right now. Like what? I was so confused, but that was my Valentine's day. Didn't do much whatsoever. Super, super thankful that he came and surprised me. It was very nice and sweet of him. It was also our five months. So now let's talk about the Super Bowl. I I'm kind of sad that the Bengals lost. I am. I was rooting for the underdog. I wanted Joe Burrow to win. I thought he was great, like, knowing his story and all that stuff. But I am not mad that the Rams won. I'm not a girl that is super honed in on one team. Um, That's like a diehard football fan other than NC State type deal. But I'm not even diehard football. I just am very supportive of them, obviously, because I go to that school. So, I'm just not that type of football girl, so I'm happy with whoever won, but it would have been nice to see the Bengals won because they are a young team, but I am super happy for the Rams. The one guy retired at 41. That was his last game winning the Super Bowl, and there was another guy that had to rush to the hospital after winning the Super Bowl to meet his new baby girl because his wife was in labor the whole game, so I was super excited to hear both of that made me happy that they won. I was like, oh, that's sweet. I'm glad that they did win. So, but the halftime show was absolutely awesome. I loved it. I mean, that's like the type of music that we grew up on and it it just brought back such a nostalgic memories and feelings and just everybody that I was with, we were all so hyped. We were like, holy crap, this is such a great halftime show. Like, I literally think, hands down, that was the best one yet. And I know all the older generation people are like, get this shit off my TV, that type of thing. But I literally was so happy about it. So I thought it was cool. I think the last update, oh, I have two more updates. The one is right now I'm reading To Hell with the Hustle. I'm very excited to dive into this book more. I haven't got much into it yet, but... I know in high school, I was all about the hustle culture, all about doing, you know, more, 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 this, 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 and never really feeling like good enough. And so now when I'm sitting here burnt out, I'm like, this is why, because in high school, I was like that. So to hell with the hustle, very excited about it, excited to see what I can learn, um, let you guys know how it goes. The last update is kind of important because if you knew me, from high school, you kind of knew that yellow was my color. Yellow, sunflowers, I mean sunflowers are my favorite color. That was like my whole kind of like aesthetic. I was sunshine girl, that type of deal. Um, very bubbly, happy. Yellow was just my color. That explained Evelyn Edwards in high school. 
I'm still bubbly and happy and all that jazz, but I used to love sunflowers. Not that I don't love them anymore, but they're not my favorite flower. And saying that is kind of a big deal. My new favorite flowers, plural, because I kind of have three, they all kind of three have to go together to kind of get that satisfaction. You know what I'm talking about? It's roses, baby breaths, and cranberries. Those three flowers together, literally, I I can't explain it. I don't know what it was that made me love them so much, but they just are so pleasing to my eyes that I'm so... The, the thought of a sunflower now in my room makes me want to barf. I literally... I do not want to be associated with sunflowers whatsoever anymore. Hold on. Let me get some water. I'm recording this early in the morning. And if you listen to my other episodes, we all know how that kind of goes. Okay. And the last kind of point, it's not really an update, but I do want to mention that I've been doing really well with not washing my hair every week. I mean, crap. (laughs) I wash my hair every week. Not every day. I don't use shampoo and conditioner every day. I'll still get my hair wet every day because I do work out, but I've been doing really well at my hair washing schedule and I could really tell a difference in how healthier my hair is. I now, when I just let it be to air dry, I have little waves in my hair and I'm like, where the heck did those come from? I know I do not have waves, but now apparently I do. I'm confused. So, I don't know. I mean, if I did take care of my hair, I could probably have curly hair. At least to some extent. I don't know. Because I used to, like, always put heat on it in high school and straighten it. So, I never really knew exactly what my natural hair is. But my hair doesn't hold curl very well. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I've been really pleased with how healthy my hair feels. I've been using the Olaplex shampoo, conditioner, hair mask the number six and seven before styling or, you know, putting heat on my hair and I really can tell that it doesn't feel dead or frizzy or like coarse. So wanted to put that out there. But now we can get into the episode of today. I'm really excited about it. I think that I've actually done research and information and I've learned a lot through it and angel numbers are something that is so prevalent. I mean, God, why do I keep saying that? Angel numbers are so prevalent in my life that I can't wait to share with you guys. So let's get into the episode. Angel numbers have been, I don't want to say trending, but kind of trending on TikTok. I mean, you see girls with the necklaces that have like 888-111, um, especially Kennedy Urich. If y'all follow her on TikTok, she has the 888 necklaces or the one necklace. And I know a lot of people look up to her of like what she buys. She does a lot of hauls, that type of thing. So that kind of went viral. There's like hats and other things that people are embroidering, t-shirts. I mean, I would put and do a t-shirt with angel numbers in a heartbeat. I've been trying to find a good design for me to use, but angel numbers are all over Pinterest, TikTok. You've probably seen them and been like, what are they? What do they mean? They sound interesting, you know, that type of thing, but 
and you may have like a brief knowledge of like the language of knowing like okay this is what the angel numbers mean because you can easily look them up but it's the understanding of how you can relate it back to your life that makes it so important and very encouraging I want to say and motivating so they're just very intentional all in all so I'm going to talk about you know what they are kind of a little history about numbers (laughs) what makes them so special how you start seeing them where you find them and knowing the language you know what do they mean typically and kind of how the angel numbers have affected me in my life so if you hear ellie bark ellie is my roommate's dog she's the sweetest golden doodle ever but she does get excited when she hears people downstairs so if she barks i'm gonna try and work around it and edit it out so she obviously just wants to make her appearance in the more authenticity podcast and i cannot get mad at her about it so all right let's talk about what angel numbers are specifically in numerology, angel numbers are number sequences and usually three or four numbers that contain repetition like 111, 1111, 222, 333, 444, or even patterns like 321, 1222, that type of thing. Although they appear in most ordinary places, these digits usually grab our attention and even if it's only for a moment it evokes a sense of wonder at least for me i always look at it and i'm always like okay 11 11 people are saying like make a wish what the heck does that mean i just kind of go along with it i'm like oh cute fun but like it kind of just like sparks this sense of like what if it actually works you know what i mean what's the intention behind this so the reason that we're enchanted by these numbers and these sequences is an extension of their symbolism. It is believed that these numbers are messages from the spiritual universe that offer insight, wisdom, and directionality. Whether you assign these numbers to angels, guides, ancestors, spirits, or simply a higher state of your own consciousness, angel numbers can confirm that you're on the right path, it can shed invaluable insight on complicated situations, or it can even illuminate the powerful mystical meaning behind reoccurring themes that you experience throughout your life. Okay, so when you see angel numbers, it's really intentional, which is what I'm all about is intentional. So let me give you a little history lesson. Yuck, gross, I know. But I think providing this will further support your knowledge and will give you more of like a background. And I personally think that it's cool. So the ancient Greek philosopher Pythagoras, Pythagoras, I think I'm saying that right, I don't know, but he was a brilliant mathematician. In addition to inventing these unique quantitative solutions, he believed that our reality is a physical manifestation of the energetic vibration of numbers. So, you know, whether you believe that these angel numbers are sending you super specific messages or that your subconscious is affirming your consciousness, angel numbers have made a lasting impression on our psyche. So, it's not even just angel numbers, but numbers as a whole. I mean, numerology is so broad as well, but here's what makes angel numbers so special. 
One of the ways that these angel numbers differ from other practices is that they're not linked to your birth information, unlike your zodiac sign, your astrology birth charts, or even calculating your life path number in numerology. That you can also do. But angel numbers aren't determined by your date, time, and or location of your birth. While these zodiac signs describe your personality traits that offer insight of your, you know, likes, dislikes, traits, tastes, and preferences, the angel numbers don't shed light on your identity, but rather the ways in which you're moving through the world. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not a zodiac sign girl. I don't look at something and be like, oh my god, that's me. If I read... I'm a Taurus, okay, and I know part of the Taurus thing is being stubborn, and I am stubborn. I get it. But I just hate when somebody looks at me and they're like, oh, you're a Taurus? Like, what, are you a Gemini? Are you two-faced? You know what I mean? God. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, is that a Taurus thing to say? I don't even know. But what I'm saying is if somebody put, let's say, an Aquarius description and slapped Taurus on it, I would still look at it and be like, oh my god, that's me. So, I don't know. I just don't feel like there's much weight to zodiac signs. Like anybody can be any of those traits type deal in any phase of life. I'm not going to be the most stubborn ever. I'm going to work through it, that type of deal. At least for me personally, because I know I'm stubborn, so I'm kind of working through it. But with the Taurus, it's like, you know, tells you that you're ambitious and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm ambitious, but I feel like that's from my nature. It's not from my... I don't know. Anyways, I'm not going to get into it. People that do zodiac sign stuff are probably like, what the heck? I don't know. My son's Aries and rising is... I forget. My birthday is April 22nd, so you guys can look it up. It's Earth Day. I'm basically borderline Aries. Whatever the heck that means. All I know is I'm a Taurus. But the angel numbers don't describe your personality traits. It's, It's to shed excuse me, sorry, it's not to shed light on your identity, but rather the ways in which you're moving through the world and in your chapters of life. If I saw the angel number 222 when I was a freshman in high school, it's going to mean a completely different thing than when I see it now as a junior in college. Holy crap. Saying that out loud is so weird. I can't believe I'm a junior in college. Anyways, and it's the spring freaking semester. Oh my God, I'm about to be a senior. That's so sad. Anyways, all right. So let's talk about now, since you know why they're kind of special and all of that, we'll, we'll talk about how you can start seeing them and where you find these angel numbers. A really important characteristic of the angel numbers that I absolutely love is that they're extremely fluid. You may be followed by an angel number for years, or you may experience an angel number as a singular occurrence. So, like, as the example that I said of seeing 2 to 2 when I was a freshman in high school, and I kept seeing 2 to 2 all throughout that time period up until the present day, and I still see 2 to 2, it's going to mean two completely different things. There's absolutely no hierarchy in which you encounter the angel number. A long-term connection isn't more meaningful than a one-time observation is what I'm trying to get at. The most important thing about the angel numbers, though, is that you're paying attention, especially when I'm going to sound 
like a broken record, but it's just super intentional. So if you're paying attention and you know what is going on in your life and that you're grounded and like you have a good sense of what's happening, when you see them, it's going to mean a completely different thing when you know everything. But I do want to say that numerology is subjective. The more you learn, though, the more comfortable you are in cultivating your own ideas, interpretations, and impressions of what it means to you. Like, the way that you understand and experience it is totally up to your own reality. Seriously. It's kind of like, to put it in perspective, religion. I'm a Christian, but you also have Catholics. You also have Mormons. But it's like, you know, you also have Judaism. You also has, there's so many different religions that it's like, we're all serving a higher power. What you do with it is completely up to you. That's the free will. But me personally, I'm a Christian. So that's kind of the easiest way for me to kind of relate it back to angel numbers is that it is subjective. The more you learn, the more comfortable you are with cultivating your own ideas, interpretations, and impressions of angel numbers. What makes them so special though is that they appear in the most ordinary places. And that's what I love about it too. They can show up on clocks, timestamps, alarms, addresses, phone numbers, license plate, that's a big one, receipts, price tags, or even billboards on the side of the highway. You can either have two options, skim past it, think nothing of it, or the other is to think that the reason these angel numbers appear in the most mundane environments is because the spiritual universe is intentionally offering a gentle reminder that you're moving through something greater than any day-to-day circumstances you could ever express. It's that, like, you're on a mission, you do have a purpose, there is a purpose, whether you know it or not. Especially when you feel like, you know, you've been in a slump or you're hyper-focusing on this one thing that you can't get peace from, the presence of an angel number, in my own experience, can feel like a little weight off your shoulders that seems to be lifted. And it's kind of like saying somebody above you that's looking over you, protecting you, is saying, you're doing great, sweetie. That type of deal. Each angel number, though, means a different meaning. Their meanings are very personal, and you need to pay attention to what you're thinking about. So, I'm going to get into what the language is and what they mean. We'll start with zero. Zeros are associated with new opportunities. So, when you witness zero, 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 this could signify a fresh start. You're at the very beginning of a brand new cycle, which means that you can create literally whatever your heart desires. Don't be afraid to make big, bold decisions at this point in your journey. I remember faintly always going to this job that I worked for for two years. I moved up in the company. In two years, I went from a regular employee to working with corporate. I was 19 years old and I genuinely was not loving it and and I remember going to work every day or you know when I was scheduled that I would see 1,000 on the way there and it it was like on a stinking you know work ahead and 1,000 feet sign I can even picture it now but 
every time I looked at it, it was never like I was waiting for it. It was never like, oh my god, it's gonna be there, it's gonna be there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it. It was like, I kind of just kept forgetting that it was there, but every single time I went past it, I would glance at it and be like, oh, there's a thousand. Zero, zero, zero. And I never really knew what zero, zero, zero meant, because that's really never on the chart of angel numbers. But when I looked it up, I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, it kind of gave me motivation of being like, there's a fresh start that's coming. I'm at a beginning of a new cycle, whether or not I'm jumping into it in 10 minutes, tomorrow, a month, five months, six months, whatever it may be, I'm not going to be afraid to make these big, bold decisions at this point in my journey. You know, and then Aluna's kind of unfolded. I got the courage to leave that company. It was very toxic, did not like it whatsoever. And when I look back, I'm like, you know, that was a big deal to me. And I just remember looking at it and being like, I wonder what that is. And I was at a really toxic relationship at the time. And so it's like, even that signified a fresh start. And so it's just, it's very encouraging if you see zero, zero, zero. Now, the next number is one. And that is a powerful manifestation figure. You'll always hear somebody say, oh my gosh, it's 111. I mean, 1111, make a wish. 111 or, you know, 1111, it relishes the opportunity to set an intention or plant a seed. It's believed to indicate almost like this, you know, quote unquote, green light from the universe that you're working with extraordinary support with your angels, guides, the Lord in that moment, the present and the future are dynamically connected. And I know it was like cheesy at first. Like I remember in high school, I would always post a picture on my Snapchat story of 1111 for absolutely no reason. But now when I see 111, I'm like, okay, this means trust my gut and intuition whatever the heck I'm thinking about in that moment, I'm going to trust my gut and intuition. Specifically with 111, there were a sequence of these three numbers, and I'll get into kind of more stories later, especially if there has to do with one specific time, but after I tell you guys the rest of the language, I'll tell you one specific experience that I will never forget, and angel numbers were a huge factor in my decision making. So, just remember, 111, trust your gut and intuition. 000 is associated with new opportunities and being bold, don't be afraid, that type of thing. When you experience 222, it's suggesting balance, trust, and alignment. It's a right place, right time kind of number. It can mean that your guides and angels are helping you get to where you need to go, whether that's physically or mentally, or you're literally in the right place at the right time. You're meant to be there and... You need to be confident enough that you're literally meant to be where you're at. You're on the right path, that type of thing. My angel number recently has been 222. I've been seeing it a lot. And it's during like the time of questioning or hyper fixating on, or not fixating, hyper focusing on a specific occurrence in my life. And it's just kind of patting me on the back knowing that I'm supposed to be going through this for some reason whether I know it now I talked about it in my last podcast um I think it was one of the last two but it's like your chapter seven is not somebody else's chapter 50 and so 
when I talk about comparison, that type of deal, and I see two to two, it's like, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm where I need to be. This is the right place, right time. But there's also this other story that I have, which is insane. My first rodeo that I ever went to, my boyfriend's little sisters, they are barrel racers and pole runners. And so I went to my first rodeo and it was with them and it was late at night and Dylan, my boyfriend, he was really tired. He's such a peepaw. He wants to go to bed at like 10 p.m. and he just was not wanting to be there. He was like, the last run was for his youngest sister and she was doing polls and his mom kind of mentioned to us like, hey, if you want to go back, you can because it was already like a two-hour drive home. It was 11 o'clock. We wouldn't get home till 1 a.m. That type of deal. So, he was like, I'm just not really wanting to drive, driving it, whatever. And I look up and I kind of mentioned to him, you know, about angel numbers, why it's significant in my life, that type of deal. But, and he gets it and he kind of looks at it in the same light that I do after I shed that light on him. But I look at the time stamp on the buzzer area to track their time of their race and it was stopped at 222 and I look at him I kind of nudge him I'm like look 222 right place right time we're meant to be here and I kid you not when Austin went which is his youngest sister when she ran did her run for the polls the ground was so soft that the horse tripped she fell off the horse and the horse stepped on her head and she kind of went limp and oh it was like my heart dropped. Even thinking about it right now, I could literally tear up because seeing, okay, sorry, I'm like tearing up, but seeing his mom and, oh my God, I'm literally gonna cry. Hold on, I gotta get, I gotta get myself together because I'm not wanting to, just give me a second, it's kind of gross that I'm literally crying. Not crying, but emotional. Anyways, all right. I think I got it together, but the emotions that went, that went on during that specific time was so intense. I've never seen somebody run so fast to get to his little sister and her head was bleeding. Luckily, she's okay. All she had was a concussion. She had to get stitches, but Dylan went and sprinted to her grabbed her and all this stuff. I mean, he's literally holding her. I'm sorry if this is kind of vulgar, but he's sitting there with her head gushing out blood. He looks up at me and he goes, right place, right time. Like if we would have left, we wouldn't have been there to help and support. So that was a really crazy moment that happened, you know, and you can look at it and be like, oh my God, no, it was a coincidence. But like, we were legit about to leave, you know? And his mom was even, like, thinking about going with us at the time. And that was, like, the whole thing because we only had two cars, that type of deal. And so we were just all so thankful that we stayed. Everything turned out fine. Austin's a... F she's as tough as a pine knot. That girl was sitting there. She looks up and she goes, does my eyelashes and makeup still look good? <laughs> but anyways, that was a crazy moment in time but um now we can get into 333 
which is an invitation from the universe to move forward. It's essentially a wake-up call from the universe and achieve lifelong goals by learning into, or not learning, leaning into your innate gifts. You'll find more value and abundance in whatever circumstances that you're navigating. Sometimes I'll see 333 and just know that this is a time to move forward. It's, it's, it's just a wake-up call. I saw it the other day and it just means that your spiritual guides are around you sending you love, support, and guidance. So that is kind of encouraging. But so that's what 333 is. 444 symbolizes stabilization. Am I saying that right? Why does that sound so weird? Anyways, it basically suggests that you're in the process of grounding, rooting, and cultivating an infrastructure that's truly built to last. In this moment, too, do not be afraid to ask for help. It's fundamentally about establishing trust that will empower you to reach new heights. It's basically saying that the universe is truly protecting you and your spiritual guides are protecting you. It's all about protection stabilization. It's the process of grounding, rooting, and cultivating something that's truly built to last. So, you know, I saw this um, in a lot in my relationships when I, or my current relationship, when I first started dating him, I saw 444 a lot. And it meant so much to me because I was absolutely not looking for any relationship whatsoever. I had the intent to go to college, be with my girls, live, moved out, having fun, just enjoying the time that I have in college. Um, Not worried about a relationship, not focusing on like, you know, going through it because, you know, my last other relationships have been more, they just weren't serving me how they should have. It wasn't um, bringing me into who I'm supposed to be. So this was truly a big step because I was like, I really want to focus on myself, what I grow and just truly me. But when I start, when I met, it was like, now I'm just getting into this, which I know, I don't know what it is about hearing about relationships, but some people just truly can't Like, they just don't want to listen about relationships. And, like, I don't know, especially on TikTok, it's like, oh, that's so cute. I wonder now if my toaster floats. (laughs) So, like, I get it if it's, like, ugh, relationships, like, gross. But, truly, this is my journey, and I just want to share it with you guys. Um, But it was something that I was nervous about. I didn't know whether or not to fully trust in it. I didn't want it to be another learning lesson, to be honest. I was just like, look, if this is going to be another learning lesson, I just would much rather be by myself. Like, I haven't been by my- I literally haven't been out of a relationship for more than six months since I was in eighth grade. So, I was, like, fully ready to just, like, chill. But, you know what? The Lord had other plans for me, and I am so- I would not regret it a single moment. But, 
so to speak, when I saw 444 at the beginning of the relationship and, you know, kind of throughout the first semester of my junior year here with him, it was a sign that they were protecting me, that I knew that, like, okay, they kind of just gave me reassurance that this wouldn't be happening if it was another lesson learned type deal. Like, I just had a different feeling about it, and I was going to trust my gut, not be afraid to ask for help if I need it, and I just know that it's cultivating something that's truly built to last. So, I trusted in that. 555 suggests that major changes could be on the horizon. If you've been feeling stuck or even inspired, observing this number reveals that massive shifts might be in the works. It's all about change. Something new is coming. And it's kind of like, I I don't know, I don't remember the last time I saw a 555, but when I do see it, it can mostly just be on license plate numbers and whatnot. That hasn't really been my number, but I have seen it recently. It just is exciting. Change is coming. Whenever it does, you'll know that type of deal. Um, That number's cool. The next number, though, some will probably fear, which is 666, because within religious um, practices, they associate it with the devil or demon figures. But within angel numbers, six, either within a set of three or four or in a pattern, has actually a supportive, compassionate, and empathetic nature. Six can be so gentle and a much needed reminder to treat yourself with kindness and understanding. Sure things may not go, you know, according to plan. But with this angel number on your side, you know that you can choose how you want to interpret a situation, remembering that everything happens for a reason. It's a time to reflect. It's a time to wake up to your higher spiritual truth and self. And it's a supportive, compassionate, and empathetic number. Truly. So when I look at that, I am not scared at all. I know that With me being a Christian, I know the Lord's on my side. I know that the devil can tempt me all he wants. Literally do not care. I struggle with, you know, the fear of it, but that's what he wants. You know what I mean? That's literally what the devil wants is for us to fear him. So if you're God-fearing instead and you're like, no, he's my Lord and Savior, I will not associate this number with the devil. And I'm going to associate it with... A sign from the universe and from the angels that it's gentle and a much-needed reminder to treat yourself with kindness and understanding. The first time I saw this number, I remember I went through kind of like this phase in summer when I finally broke up with my boyfriend and I kept seeing angel numbers everywhere. I mean, it was so crazy. And the first number that I, this was the first time I saw 666 and I was kind of like taken back by it. But I remember posting all these angel numbers on my private Snapchat story because I was like, I'm literally wanting to document this because it's genuinely almost overwhelming how many angel numbers I'm seeing. And so, 
you know, people would sign up and be like, this isn't an angel number. And I'm like, I don't, just something about it is so calming that I can't explain it. And it almost was like, is that the devil telling me? You know what I mean? But it's like, no, I'm not going to play the devil's advocate. I'm going to believe that this is a gentle, much needed reminder to treat myself with kindness and understanding. Because let me tell you what, getting out of that relationship was probably the hardest thing I had to do. Uh, at least at that point in time, obviously I'm going to have <laughs> harder things in life. I'm not saying that was the hardest thing, but during that stage of life, me waking up and realizing that I deserved better and having to step away from that when there wasn't, um, well, I was going to say there wasn't like a determining factor, but that is completely wrong because I learned out a bunch of things later that I obviously, you know, sometimes oblivious or ignorance is bliss or being oblivious is bliss but when I saw this it was like you're doing the right thing it is I'm treating myself with kindness and understanding that even if I'm not knowing why I have to go through this heartbreak lesson learned now I'm going to be gentle and I'm going to have an empathetic nature and I remember posting then on my snapchat story just for like a little treat later in life um I posted something that was a selfie of me crying because I was upset one morning just about you know the position I was in and heartbreak is never easy but I remember saying you're going to be okay I love you Evelyn oh it just turned zero 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 right now on my computer and 10 o'clock and so it was a I just I don't know I'm that was cute so when I saw that um recently the other day I was like wow if only she knew you know what I mean so I get why people fear that number but to me it means a completely different thing and I shed so much light onto it rather than filling it with darkness so I'm not giving it the power to even <laughs> fill it with darkness now, if I see 666, it's 3 in the morning? Well, I don't know. The Lord can only help me there. But, alright, let's get into 7s. 7 is the lucky number. Experiencing 777 means good fortune. New monetary opportunities may arise. It can invite you to branch out and explore possibilities beyond your comfort zone. These, you know, for example, short-term gigs may become lucrative, consistent income streams, or it can literally just mean the luck of the draw. You're lucky. You're so lucky. I see 777 a lot, and it just means that wonderful things are about to happen. They are happening that um, whether it's with money or life you're just luck is there it's present and the first time not the first time but the main time that I remember seeing 777 was actually on the way to Florida with one of my friends from high school Kate we were visiting our friend Daniela she and her parents moved to Florida so that's technically her home now and so we were driving there and I was telling Kate kind of my whole um, 
she was a big angel numbers girl too so we could relate on that and so I was telling her what I'm about to tell y'all at kind of like the end after I tell you what the last two numbers mean and um but on our way there we kept seeing 777 we're like oh what does that mean you know that type of thing I can't believe it I hope that this trip gets us lucky whatever that means we have good feelings about it we're gonna get there safe that yada 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 we end up leaving Florida at 10 o'clock at night to come back home when it was time for us to come home because Kate had to dog sit and be home by four. So Daniela was like, my mom and I do it, you know, every now and then we will switch off halfway and just drive through the night. There's absolutely no traffic. It's very peaceful, especially if you have like somebody sleeping the first half and then wake up, sleep the second half, that type of deal. And it's pretty easy, straight shot. You kind of get there a little bit quicker. So we were like, okay, whatever, we'll try it. Kate starts out first. I was kind of just like going with the flow. That was the first time where I really stepped out of my comfort zone because, you know, we were driving my car, that type of thing. I didn't, I really didn't want anything to happen in her hand. Like I, I just, but I couldn't drive the whole way, obviously. On the way down, um, I think she drove for like maybe four hours, three hours out of the whole trip so it was just like I wanted to drive the majority just to avoid any problem and I I don't have a problem driving but anyways she started out and I kind of dozed off I was sleeping um and about 4 a.m I remember hearing this big thump and Kate being like oh my god oh my god I just hit something on the road I just ran over something and I'm like okay 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 let's just pull over we pull over it's four o'clock in the morning we get out we're on the side all these 14 wheelers are passing us I mean we're two young girls vulnerable on the highway not knowing what to do literally scared out of our minds like adrenaline hearts beating out of our chest we get out we're kind of looking at you know what the heck it was she saw an orange thing and she was like, I don't know, it could have been a cat, but it was kind of bigger than a cat. It could have been a dog, but I don't know. It seemed kind of fat. Like, it, it just, so we kind of concluded that it was a fox later down the line. We get out. We look at the car. We are like, okay, it's making this weird sound. Let's go to a gas station. We'll call the police. We'll, you know, write an incident report, see what can happen. Because it's four in the morning. Nobody's open. And, you know, we get to a gas station. It's four call the police, police comes, talk to him, tell him what happens, and he's like, you know, I ain't no mechanic, we were in Georgia at this time, I ain't no mechanic, we run run over deers all the time, y'all should be fine, you know, that type of deal, and he's kind of looking at the car, and all that stuff, and he's like, you know, the one thing that you do have to worry about, though, is the coolant, that's the one thing you do have to worry about, if that thing runs out, you know, you you just don't want it to run out, we're both like, okay, okay, what, what does that mean? You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see anything. Um, so wait, no, he didn't tell us about the coolant. Our Kate's friend that was literally in England told us about the coolant on the way back. Like we were driving on the road and I was driving at this point and I was like, I don't really feel good about continuing to drive. Cause we literally had like four more hours or so to get home. And so we were trying to call as many people as we could to figure out 
what we should do. Because the last thing I wanted to do was call my parents. I wanted to prolong me calling my parents as long as possible because, you know, what the heck were they going to do? I didn't want to freak them out at first because we were fine. Everything was fine. We were safe, at least to our best ability. And so her friend, I forget his name, but he was like, you might want to pull over and just check and to see if like, you know, there's fluid leaking, um, if it's green or blue or whatever. And so we go to a gas station and oh my God, this gas station, everybody was a zombie. I kid you not. It was like an apocalypse was going on. It was such a weird dimension that we were like, we both were so uncomfortable. We like looked, we were like something's dripping, but I really think it's the condensation. That is, it didn't look green. We get back on the road. I'm blaring worship music. I'm like, Jesus, please be with us. Please just have your hands on us. Keep us safe, whatever. Um, by the time it reaches six o'clock, I tell my parents, hey, when you're up, call me. And so they did. I told him what happened. And my dad kind of told me the same thing. And we're like, I think we're okay. But he was like, look, if the engine starts to get hot, pull over. And we're like, okay, sounds good. Well, the engine starts to smoke. I'm flipping my shit. Excuse me for that. But I was very intentional when I said it because I was literally flipping my shit. I couldn't, I have absolutely no idea what to do with cars. I think the car's about to blow up on the side of, what was it, 95? I-95? Northbound? God almighty. Thinking about this gives me anxiety. But... I immediately pull over, call my dad. I'm freaking out. I'm, t- I t- I'm telling Kate, get everything out of the car. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but in the moment, I was like, we're going to blow up. Like, I was freaking out. So, anyways, my dad's like, okay, where are you? That type of thing. We get a tow truck. He's like, I want you to get back in the car and drive a mile up the road. Take the first exit, and there will be an auto zone there. And I'm like, Dad, I really don't want to get in the car again. I don't want to drive it. He's like, please, just trust me. Don't go over 60 miles per hour. You'll be fine. So, you know, get in the car, trusting him, going. Well, the exit that he thought was two miles up the road. So I'm like, nope, not doing it. I get on the first exit. It wasn't obviously the right exit. It was Honda Way. I remember it like it was yesterday. And he's like, oh, wait that's not the exit and I'm like look I'm gonna stay here on the ramp the tow tow truck guy is gonna come get us and he's gonna take us to Dunright Automobile and so luckily we get there everything's fine what turned into you know a 12-hour trip went into 17 hours we got a rental car we still made it back in time for Kate to let the dogs out but if we had not made it to South Carolina and broke down in Georgia, I genuinely don't know what we would have done. I mean, we would have figured it out in the moment and everything would have been okay, but it was so lucky for us to have made it two and a half hours down the road with absolutely no coolant, it leaking out that whole time, and the fox or whatever absolutely demolished my front bumper they told me and they said your car is we have absolutely no other best way to describe it but it's jacked up he said the fox created a u-shaped dent 
in my front engine that smashed the coolant, the AC vent, and some other thing I forget. But it was like, he literally looked me in the eyes and said, if I was your father, because he had daughters, I would be thanking the Lord in the heavens that you made it here safely. I mean, those people were the nicest people we've ever met. They absolutely took care of it. We, so anyways, that goes to say, I will never forget that. That was the most intense time that I remember seeing it. And not every time is it going to be that intense, you know, when you see an angel number. But it could obviously be that intense. I saw 777 the other day and I was um, going to the store and I kind of looked at it and I was like, you know what, I'm lucky to be going to the store and being in college and actually having enough money to go buy what I want. You know what I mean? So it can range the intensity from both ends of the spectrum. So the next number is one of the most divine numbers in numerology is eight. Observing this angel number 888 or 8888 means that everything is falling into place as it's meant to be. Your guides are supporting you and it is the signaling effect, I mean signaling effort to truly listen to your intuition. It's all about balance. It's something that I saw one after another uh, right before I ended my last relationship and it was truly, I'll get into it after I share the last number, but it was truly crazy. So the last one is 999 and it suggests that a chapter may be coming to an end, that it's a sign that a meaningful cycle could come to a close and you'll soon be beginning a brand new journey. You need to start letting go of what no longer serves you. It's the perfect time to step out of your comfort zone, explore new territory, and expand your horizons. The spiritual universe will sure to be supporting your courageous choices. That one I've been seeing a lot recently. I know it's very frequent when you see something that says, you know, $12.99 or... Oh my god, not that number. $19.99, $69.99. We saw that on the um, TV the other day when I was explaining to my friends what angel numbers mean and like because they didn't get it or not they didn't get it but they just weren't familiar with it and so I was like yeah it's consecutive numbers of threes and they were like oh so you mean like 999 and it was on a tv commercial and I was like yeah let me see what that means because sometimes I forget you know I don't always know in the back of my head what each angel number means but if I see it as frequent I'll remember like I know 111 is trust your gut intuition 222 is right place right time seven is lucky um, but the 999 one I, I wasn't really familiar with and I looked at him and I was like, this means that release, it's time to let go of what's no longer serving you. And he kind of like stepped back and said something about it. And we were like, yeah, that's literally it because that was going on in his life at that moment. Um, you know, stuff was up and so it was it was kind of cool for them to realize that like, oh, this is pretty intentional. So those are all of the numbers. Um, that's what each one means. Um, I 
truly believe in every single one of them. And the story that I've been wanting to tell you guys from the beginning, because it has to do with three angel numbers. It has to do with 888-333 and 111. I, uh, this is a little bit more of a personal story. Some of you are probably, <laughs> you could have two outlooks of it. One, you roll your eyes. You're like, oh my God, this girl, you know, cause like I get how people view, um, the people that kind of worship their zodiac sign type deal and like basically make it their whole personality. I get that sometimes that can be annoying. Um, I don't genuinely have a problem with it. Like whatever, what makes them happy? I literally don't care. I know what I focus on. You know what I mean? But I see on TikTok and all that stuff of people's perspectives of being like, here they go again. Every Gemini is double. I mean, two-faced, that type of deal. But I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I don't care. So I get it if it's like kind of the same outlook with the angel numbers, but the story that I want to tell you is I had visited my previous boyfriend. Um, we, my sister and I, went down to the beach to take pictures for Alunas, actually. And um, it ended up being that we were able to see him, that type of deal, and we were long distance at the time, and so it was nice, but in the past, I've set, I've kind of needed to set boundaries uh, for myself that I hold close to my heart in a relationship, and that was a specific time that kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. The boundary was crossed, and I was so heartbroken over it. I couldn't get over it. And on the drive home, I was crying to Lydia. And I just remember seeing her mentioning it too because we were both kind of big on angel numbers. Her seeing 888 and me being like, it was during the time of explaining, you know, my experience and how it hurt me and I didn't know what to do I'm tired of feeling like this that type of deal and her being like look there's 888 I'm like oh my god what does that mean she looks it up and she looks at me and she goes everything is falling into place as it's meant to be and that your guides are supporting you and it is signal it's signaling signaling effort to truly listen to your intuition and I sat back and I was like that wow okay and I continued to just kind of get the weight off my shoulders. We had a two-hour drive home, and, you know, I was talking to her, and then we see 333. And it is, 333 means that it's an invitation from the universe to move forward. It's essentially a wake-up call from the universe, um, and that you'll find more value and abundance in whatever circumstances you're navigating. And I was like, holy crap. Does that mean what I think it means? Like, it's literally, and recently, my grandma had just passed, and we started seeing angel numbers more when she did pass. Um, she always told me as a little girl that when she does cross that bridge, that she will always protect us, and that she will look over us. This is such an emotional podcast. I'm sorry if you guys don't do well with emotions. I'm a very not sensitive girl but I have a lot of emotion I I'm, I'm like I'm my mother's daughter okay 
my mom cried at dolphin tail because dolphin literally didn't have a tail okay that's my mother <laughs> get over it so anyways it just it I believe that it's my grandma sometimes so I've never really told anybody this story too so I think you know talking about it now in the depth that I am has still an effect on me of just how powerful it is now looking back because of seeing everything that's fallen into place since then I couldn't be happier anyways so I see the 333 and I'm like oh my god is this what I think it's telling me like I like I'm basically noticing that everything's falling into place as it's meant to be and that it's a sign to move forward and then I was thinking I was like I don't know should I should I end it like I was really questioning it because it was a long-term relationship and we had our ups and downs throughout the whole thing and like it you know getting out now it's like holy crap that was pretty toxic but anyways I we were almost home and then we saw 111 and that was at the time where I'm like I don't know I just I feel like I need to move forward and we saw 111 and it means trust your gut and intuition and I literally looked at Lydia and I was like I think I'm going to break up with him and she was like go for it like I hate you feeling like this you know what I mean and so that night I literally broke up with him and I don't think I would have had that push unless it was from the angel numbers now some of you are probably like, oh my god, here she goes. I, I get it. But I literally don't care because it's brought me to today. And I will tell that story over and over and over again until every person hears how confident I am in those numbers and in what it brought me. I mean, it it could have potentially brought me my husband. I have such a strong feeling about the person that I'm with right now that... I couldn't believe it still shocked me so all in all it goes to say and show that within these angel numbers although they appear in the most ordinary places they usually grab our attention and evokes a sense of wonder and their reason is that it's messages from the spiritual universe that offer insight wisdom and directionality so i believe that you can either skim past it and think nothing of it or you can think that the reason these angel numbers appear in the most mundane environments is because the spiritual universe is intentionally offering a gentle reminder that you're moving through something greater and that you're on a mission you're on a purpose and that you're doing great. I love them. I don't even care if you think it's my personality trait, whatever. Now I'm just kind of checking off every box, but I genuinely hope that you got something out of it. I would love for it to give you the peace that it does me when I see these angel numbers. Whether it's with family problems that I'm experiencing and I see an angel number, or relationship problems arguments or because everybody's gonna have your days you know but whether or not it's for friendships situations your own mental and physical journey I 
truly love them. And I'm so happy to have gotten the opportunity to do research and share my insight. If you have absolutely any questions about it, I would love to talk about it. I don't have all the answers, but it was like a brief scraping the surface introduction of just knowing, you know, what are angel numbers, explaining them, what makes them special, how you can see them, where you find them, and, you know, what do they mean? So, I hope that this is the catalyst for you to start noticing them and being like, oh my god, there's 333. What does that mean again? Go on Pinterest, look up 333, angel number. And the one that I typically look at is kind of the summary of all nine of them. Um, It's like a three by three little square and, you know, it can say 333, support. Your spiritual guides are around you, sending you love, support, and guidance. And I sit back in my chair and I'm like, okay, that's so nice. And it's like peaceful so they're very relevant in my life I'm so happy to have them I still think that numerology is subjective whatever you want to do with this information the more comfortable that you are you know cultivating your own ideas interpretations and impressions but how you understand and experience it is totally up to your own reality but I hope that you got something from this episode I'm so thankful to have gotten the opportunity to express my experiences and kind of, you know, dive deeper into who I am and my past and how it's affected me. And I can't wait to see how it's affected you, whether or not you tell me or not. I know that it can only help. Seriously, there's absolutely no negative with looking at an angel number and being like 333. They are around me, sending me love, guidance, and support. Another question that just kind of popped in my head before I'm ending this episode was, okay, you sit back and you're like, how do I know if it's my guides, ancestors, spirits, or like a higher state of my own consciousness, Um, angels, whatever. How do I know who it is? And the beauty of it is that you don't need to know. It just means it's literally something higher than yourself is supporting you you can label it however you want most of the times I label it as the Lord or my grandmother I have my own subjective and I'm comfortable of cultivating that idea and impression that there's sometimes it's the Lord and sometimes that it's my grandma and each time I still feel the same amount of peace so Whatever you want to put on there is completely up to you. Even if you're lucky enough that, you know, nobody's passed in your life and you haven't really lost a loved one, you can still look at it as your angels, your guides, whoever is literally supporting you. And heck, it's it can simply be a higher state of your own consciousness. So whatever you want to believe in, completely up to you. It is subjective. But Before I keep reiterating myself, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Authenticity Podcast. We do have an Instagram that I've been kind of cultivating into something more, not strict, but has structure, and I'm very proud of it. I'm not trying to overwhelm myself with posting on it every day, but when I do post, I do want more people to see it. So if you want to check it out, it's the More Authenticity Podcast Instagram. We have shareable content, relatable content, that type of thing. Um, so 
check that out. And if you did listen to this episode, I would love if you shared and tagged me on Instagram. I absolutely love seeing who listens and I will repost it and yeah, all that good stuff. If you do want to leave me a written review, you can go on to Apple Podcasts. I think that's the only thing right now that you can actually type out a review and how you think about this podcast on Spotify, you can just rate it. But Apple Podcasts is free for anybody that has an iPhone. You automatically already have Apple Podcasts, so you're welcome to send in a review. I love seeing them. You can be featured on the Instagram, and it truly warms my heart. It's so crazy how much we've grown so much in just one month of having this podcast, and it's making me really excited for what's to come to it. So, or with it. But happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope that you're having such a great day whenever you do listen to it. Thank you so much again, and I can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Bye, besties.